You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. people and things. And I just want to remind you, because I'm reminding myself, that uh, you got to slow down sometimes. I think, you know, I'm so excited and so is everybody else to like reopen things and and be conscientious because we've all worked so hard to, you know, take care of ourselves in this time. But at the same time, like I'm getting a little burned out. I don't know about you. Um, So yeah, I'm just, I'm so happy. Thanks for listening to Tell Me on a Sunday. And uh, I want to talk a little bit about uh, our guest. But before we get into it, I want to tell you that my friend Brendan has his latest season of Wait in the Wings. It's on YouTube. Season three is out. I got to watch like a special screening of it. Basically what happens is he gets to be a dramaturg, a documentary maker on all of your favorite musicals. And he started season three out with Hades Town, And it is one of the best things I've ever seen. Um, if you love m- movie musicals or if you just love musicals and you love documentaries that are kind of like funny, but also like give you great insight into your favorite shows, you need to subscribe to Wait in the Wings. I just, I want you to do that. Brendan is amazing. Um, I'm so proud of him. And we had a, a great little convo about the upcoming season, but he was so cryptic. And I was like, well, you know what? I'm just going to have to subscribe. I'm just going to have to do that. So I did. Anyways, um, please check it out if you're into that. And uh, let me know what you think. Let him know what you think. Let him know that you uh, watch it. So today's guest is such a special lady. Uh, She's a comedian. She's a writer. She's a singer, musician. Her name is Sarah Dooley. If you don't already know her, you're going to know her after listening to this, I hope. Uh, Her book, Are You My Uber, is available anywhere that you get books. Highly recommend calling your local bookshop and having them special order it for you. Uh, If they don't already have it, you can listen to her music through any channel that you listen to music through. However you're listening to this podcast is probably how you can listen to her music. Uh, The album Stupid Things is already out, but most importantly and most notably, her newest album is This Heartbreak, is what we're going to talk about today. Instead of doing like a traditional show where I ask people to tell their stories about kind of their lives and careers and, you know, all that fun, dumb stuff, today we're asking Sarah some questions about the album that she put out because I think it's really special and there are sometimes when I know that there are stories behind music and and I'm so curious about them I have a lot of singer-songwriter friends and I love learning about what made a thing a thing and and why someone wrote something that they wrote so without further ado let's talk to Sarah Dooley oh man uh Sarah it was just your birthday Happy birthday. And that was, I, thank you. So I actually celebrated it ahead of time. It's tomorrow. 
but last weekend oh. was like I know I know which is like a superstitious thing to do or that's like an unlucky thing to do is celebrate your birthday before it's happened but look everyone was available <laughs> everyone was vaccinated everyone everyone was here <laughs> and we just said yep okay. yep so we did wow. it this last weekend real fun but tomorrow is the day tomorrow's the big day <sighs> yeah. well then i'm glad i'm glad we're doing this before <laughs> yeah being like getting a real like birthday. yeah this is the birthday eve version of me this is very special I, is there like a lot of anticipation are you excited about like waking up to santa i don't even know what do we do at this point in our lives of birthday I have no idea i have no idea i think that what i did was i googled where can i get free stuff on my birthday. So I'm going to sort of go on a, an adventure to like Buffalo Krispy Wild Wings, Krispy Kreme, Chipotle, Starbucks. I'm going to eat a bunch of shit and that's mm-hmm. how I'm going to celebrate. Or or share it. Just just get everybody's Aww. stuff yeah. and then be like, oh, I'm going to split. That way you get it all. That's so smart. Wow. And oh. Sephora, Sephora, mm-hmm. you can cash in those points. You can get like the 500 point oh, for yeah. all of our listeners that go to Sephora. <laughs> a little Sponsored. life hack for you. Yeah. Wait until the eve of your birthday and be like, I'm going to cash in uh, and get some free samples. I'm just saying. You're the smartest it. person I've ever met. No, oh but literally, God. you know, at the, at the front of the line when you're there and you're like, I'm about to spend my rent on my yes. face. Yeah. And then they're like, what if you could buy four tiny things for zero dollars <laughs> except for the fact that you've given us thousands of your dollars <laughs> and then you're like oh that's a great deal i'll that's take that eye cream for 400 <laughs> of my dollars <laughs> and it's like that small it works for one eye yeah you yeah. but you you like really you like use your pinky nail on it for months oh, i i make it last yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. it's a good system we have it down <laughs> If you were ever a poor in New York City, let me tell you, we've got some hacks. Um, I, I, I have to say because I've introduced you already, you don't have to like name all of your accolades. That's the fun part of this show is that I've already yeah. talked about you and you don't get to hear it. Um, I Dude. discovered you because of your book. Um, are you my Uber? Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is the funniest, silliest thing I've ever seen. And then I started stalking you and I was like, oh, I really like her. Um, and so I'm just so happy to have found you in, in the comedy lady sphere, especially. I feel mm-hmm. like there's so much. Um, I'm going to say I don't like how there's like so much like negative competition with a lot of girls, especially in yeah. New York, L.A. or whatever. You know what I'm saying? And every time I like gravitate towards a person, I'm like, oh, they seem like. They seem like good people. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. I just like can like, mm-hmm. feel it in the air. Um, but I just I I learned about you as a comedian, and then I and then you were like, I put out an album, <laughs> <laughs> and you had already you had already put out albums before, but I you you'd put out this album, and I was just like, okay, cool. I'm gonna listen to it as anybody should. Just like put it on on Spotify, right? Mm-hmm. And track by track, I was like, am I crying? <laughs> I thought I truly thought I was in for like a comedy music mm-hmm. stylings album and not to say you aren't funny because there's so much tongue in cheek in the album which I think is really fantastic you're like an incredible songstress and I was like this is like if I had had this in high school this would have replaced all my Regina Spector shit like this yeah. was this is literally like oh my god it's so good and yeah. funny and sweet and warm and there was a time when I was um, hashtag alone <laughs> last year uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, in, in an apartment uh, in Brooklyn, staying at my friend's. And I must have listened to that album so much that when they did like the Spotify rap thing that yeah. everybody did, it was mm-hmm. like number one serotonin. Stop, really? You know? Yeah. Because <sighs> I, every day I would be like, well, this, this can get me through something. Like I had a set like list of shit, right? Yeah, yeah. It was like um, Roberta's Pizza, your album, and then like My Future by Billie Eilish. Like that was, <laughs> that um. was I'm honored. Oh my God. No, but it was just so wonderful. And so I just wanted to talk to you normally on this show. Like I try to talk to people about like, you know, what's the story kind of your life. But this time I wanted to say like, I want to know the stories behind these songs that I've fallen in love with and like yeah. you and all that great stuff. So if you don't mind, um, 
Can you, <laughs> you're like, my pleasure. Let's um, get into it. <laughs> can you tell me a story of even when like all of this started for you, like mm-hmm. when you started to do singing, performing, mm-hmm. clowning, mm-hmm. bringing cupcakes to school? Like what, what <laughs> was it where you were like, this is, I guess, how I am. Built. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, the story is really that um, I have always journaled. I've been a big journal head because I'm sexy. Um, <laughs> and I've just, but as a young person, just felt like I had so many emotions that were like spilling out of me and how I navigated that was by journaling obsessively. And then I remember watching the music video to Fiona Apple's song parting gift which is just her at a piano sort of emoting Mm -hmm. and I remember being mesmerized by just how like angry she was or sad and just expressive and I was like wait that it felt like she was getting something out and that's what I was like always trying to look for a way to do that and so plus I've been taking piano lessons but mostly like playing Carol King songs that I really liked. And I was like, but what if I tried putting my journal onto the <laughs> piano? Wait, hold on. I've got it. What my thoughts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which some people can't, some people can't do that. I mean, it worked out that I, um, yeah, it just, it was like finding these two things that I loved and marrying them in a way that made sense for me, which was really it was so important for me. And, and I also look back on those songs and just crack up because I am so intense. Like in high school, do you remember just having like oh. a, a crush that you treated like it was like the, 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 heaviness? there was nothing else in the entire world. Yes. Yes. There the was nothing else emotionally of these songs about just like a guy on a cross country team that I was like, singing about it. Like I was a 45 year old, like widow, just like who had seen shit. And like, I just, it's so funny to me. So they were so intense. Um, and like, I was pretty secretive about them until this one boy who (laughs) he, he was kind of a manic pixie dream boy. He was like, Mm. he had had a Jeep and he was always driving me around places. And I'm just picturing manic pixie and then the Jeep really clashed, <laughs> really clashed. But I was like, I, I know what frozen yogurt this boy liked. Sure. You know what I mean? Manic pixie Jeep boy actually is what I'm calling him from now on. Yeah. Um, and he, he was the type of person who was like, I have a favorite road in our little hometown. And I was like, well, I want a favorite road. He's like, we'll find you one. And one night, this is actually one of my favorite stories ever. One okay. night he was driving me home and it was, I had a strict curfew at midnight mm-hmm. and we were like barely going to make it. We're driving home. We're listening to Radiohead, of course. Uh... And um, he like pulls over onto this country road. And I was like, what? This is not the way home. He's like, shut up. <laughs> he was nice. He was nice. Um, nah, he was doing it in the romantic way. Yeah. In the, the way, way that Nancy like, Myers would write. Thank you. Thank you. It worked at the time. He was mm-hmm. reading the room mm-hmm. um, and he pulls over and it's like a foggy night and he's like, get out of the car. And like the headlights are like spotlighting the fog and we meet in front of the car and like Radiohead fake plastic trees is blaring and we just kiss. We kiss <laughs> in the headlights. And that was my favorite road. So what I did was I went home and I wrote a song (laughs) about that and about the road. And I was like, my plan is I'm going to perform it for him at the local open mic, which was held at a cafe called express yourself. Express (laughs) yourself. Was it, was it called the open mic or was there a name for the open mic? Cause ours was coffee house. Oh yeah. I mean, everything, <laughs> don't you think that everything in the, like, uh, yeah, that time in the two thousands was all like Java themed. Like there was a lot of like, yes. Coffee Ca- was adult, I guess. Be like a little bee caffeinated. <laughs> I mean, that was the coolest thing I could ever think of probably. Yeah. Um, but I think it was just called op- the open mic and everyone just knew like, Oh, the open mic at express yourself is really good. And so I was like, I'm going to play the song. And like, that's how I'll communicate to this person, like how much he means mm-hmm. to me. And like, and so we go to this open mic, he's sitting at the table. I play the song 
and like really getting into it. And when I look up, he is like bent over a napkin, writing out lyrics. Cause he was going to perform next, like totally not paying attention, not listening at all to my song. He gets on next and plays bright eyes. And I was like, this sucks. <laughs> so what I do <laughs> is I go home and I write a song about that. Oh my <laughs> like God. A reaction yes. to a, just in my own little the dialogue. Meta. So that's kind of what my, how I've been treating songwriting. <laughs> you're like what if i gave you a gift and then you shat on that gift and then i wrote you a song that's better than that shit that you did on that gift that's exactly what you do but that's what we do as artists all the time we're just like but i gave you something yes yes exactly it's like this hall of mirrors of like creativity Mm. and reflection and oh it's very do you remember the song either song title um one was called 110 north which i think was the name of this the street my favorite road yeah and then the other one was called like you just don't understand i don't remember it was such a dumb boy (laughs) b-o-i featuring rihanna yeah pete rihanna Mm -hmm. oh my god well that's no that's really great i the way we're doing this particular episode today is that what we're gonna do is we're gonna play into your ears right now a song from this new album and then Sarah and I are going to chat about a story about said track because these are questions mainly for me okay (laughs) because I (laughs) but I don't really care because you guys are all on this journey with us so I'm going to go refer to that (laughs) right now you go home after my party is it cause I kissed you in the dark I'm sorry why did you go home don't you like my party dress don't you want my body
with is a song called My Party. It's the way uh, we've just played it. It's just very specific. Mm-hmm. I feel like this party happened. I don't know. <laughs> Can you tell me a story about either this party in your mind or this party that really happened? Uh-huh. I love that. Um, yeah. So the story is I I didn't have a party. This This song is about several relationships that I found myself in that like weren't technically relationships, but they felt mm-hmm. so real to me. And I was just plagued by this fear of like, am I allowed to feel so deeply about this person? Mm-hmm. And we're not technically like on paper. If I listed out all the details of what this relationship was, like a judge would be like, mm, it doesn't meet the requirements. You know what I mean? It doesn't check out. It doesn't hold up in court. Um, you didn't have any <laughs> social security numbers. <laughs> <laughs> the most romantic thing I could think of. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and so I, and I studied playwriting in, in uh, college and I always love songs that kind of set a scene and give you just like an eyedropper of like, you know, action, you have to like sort of do it in your head. And so that this song to me represented like that kind of confusing in between relationship where like, if I invited this person to a party, like, do they stay? Do they go home? What is, where, (laughs) where are we? Like, what do we do? And, um, I, I don't know. I wanted to like explore the, that like disconnect between, these like big sweeping feelings. I feel like the, the actual music and arrangement is like that sort of epic romantic uh, tone. And then all the lyrics are like, was I weird on the phone? Like, did I, <laughs> yeah. Did I mess up when I kissed you? Ugh. I think yeah. it's, it's funny. Cause all of us, like, especially with anxiety and I'm not trying to like read you. I'm not saying that you have that, yeah. but um, totally. We just like, we go, sorry, like the way you like touched me on my shoulder, like it kind of like stayed in my brain. And I'm just like, I'm just like wondering. (laughs) Follow up circling back on that touch. Um, I just want to, yeah, I just want to, I just want to like pick your brain on like what, (laughs) what that meant for you. And they're like, I fucking grazed you. And you're like, yeah, but it felt like, it felt like more. And so whenever we have these like social interactions, especially when, I mean, the way you framed it is in this like party scenario, I just think about how there's two types of people. There's people enjoying the party. There's people watching the party. And like, I'm always somebody's watching the party. Mm-hmm. And I love that this was all told from this perspective of like, when you're watching, it's in your own home. And you're yes, like, right. Um, you threw the party for the express reason of this part. Like you could care less about the other guests. You're like, shut up. Yeah, go eat chips. I threw this party so that this person would come. And then they leave early. And that like yeah. that encapsulates like how fraught this relationship is is yeah have you seen that one episode of how i met your mother where okay no no it's okay i just have to explain that like Mm -hmm. ted does this one bit where he throws three parties for a girl to show up to and she like doesn't come to like two out two of them and then they're like oh actually the party's like tomorrow night and then he has his friends like do another party (laughs) and then she like she goes oh my god i'll have to come and then she does it and then the next night she's like i'm so sorry i missed your party he's like no it's crazy like we actually it's tomorrow (laughs) night (laughs) and i'm like because i think that half of the people that watch that episode are like that's pathetic and then everybody else is like no i I understand. Yeah, that's just good improv. That is just being flexible. You just got to work on your feet and hope they show up. I don't know. Yeah. I just always, I just kept picturing you uh, at this, like, I don't know, Brooklyn apartment or something, singing that to someone. Okay, so this is probably my favorite song on the album. So sorry to go right into it. But what we're about to play for you guys is Only Child. Do you ever get lonely? You say you are an only child I guess that's a no But I wish you could teach me How you say you can only be lonely If you know what not being lonely feels like I know what it feels like And now I know Child. He doesn't care if you live for 
I'm not gonna go to you. I'll call someone with brothers and maybe a sister too. Cause I deserve someone who cares what the hell I'm up to. So that song makes me cry on command because <laughs> I, 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 I had this talk with my girlfriends like so recently about yeah. like dating people based on like how many siblings or oh, lack of siblings they had. Yeah. And it was such a fascinating conversation because we had never, nobody's ever kind of like brought it up. I think yeah. they, yeah, yeah. they go like, oh, are you this moon sign? Are you this exactly. sun sign? But nobody's ever like. How many What's your birth like order? Right, right. So can yeah. you tell me a story of like writing only child and or what that might be about? I don't know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I love this story. I um, I was dating this guy and not to brag, he was a Vine star. And yes, I am <laughs> dating myself now. Um, the tail end, the tail end. Um, and he, he was um, just simply not ready for a relationship but like was the kind of person who maybe should not be dating then because he was we were doing all this romantic stuff but like again it was one of those confusing uh in between things and he was just the most independent person like to a fault where he just could not let anyone in did not need anyone did not want to be needed by anyone and we had a conversation once about how he was an only child and he literally said the phrase to me, um, I don't know what being lonely feels like because he's, that's just how he's always been. There was no, never anyone around to like, there's no, it's like the opposite of codependency. He's literally just constantly yeah. fighting for himself. So it's like, yeah. I don't understand the need for another. Never had to share his toys or his feelings. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Um, and I feel like that conversation like got stuck in my head and the like phrasing of, um, uh, you can only be lonely if you know what lonely being lonely feels like. And I, I usually start with the music I don't start with the lyric or anything, but that was one of the only times where I was like, I have to put that in something to yeah. figure it out almost to like yeah. uh, explicate it. And, um, and so I wrote a whole song about not dating an only child. And then mm. what's so insane is looking back on all my most serious relationships. They've all been only children. Oh. And so what is that about me? <laughs> You're like, I will be writing my therapist on a few uh, questions. Mm -hmm. what taking, notes, taking notes. Uh, <laughs> really strange, really strange stuff. Well, um, how many, how many siblings do you have? I only have one and okay. it's an interesting situation because she is nine years younger than I am. I was so for say, nine years, yeah, I was an only child. Yeah. I was an only child for like seven. Yeah. Um, and so I have this like caretaking mm -hmm. part of me for other people because mm -hmm. of my younger sibling who will be listening to this. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey. but, like, I have to, you know what I mean? And so it's funny, like you probably also grab, I'm not trying to psychoanalyze you. I'm not a professional. Go do it. Come on. Um, but like we, we do that thing where we like, I mean like, yeah, my last serious relationship and my last, Oh, mm, my last, mm, my last, <laughs> I guess um, have been only children too, because yeah, it's like a, maybe it's a, a parenting part mm -hmm. of us to mm -hmm. where we, we want so badly to be needed. Yeah. And these people don't need us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was funny. Isn't that weird? We're doing it wrong. Huh. <laughs> funny. Mm. How is that? 
cracking how up. did we <laughs> cries um all right so we're gonna get into the next one. Oh, this is horrible um now this is is this heartbreak the titular um title character of the album is this heartbreak ruminate in it mm-hmm. I'm doing it um this one I <laughs> there's a part of the song which now they've just heard that I particularly crank up and I'm like take me back I'm doing the harmonies with you like I'm screaming yes, it that bridge because, yeah that bridge like gets me um tell me a story about you writing this song tell me all about um was it heartbreak <laughs> yeah spoiler alert spoiler <laughs> big time big time um yeah I mean this that song it's so interesting that I never sit down to write an album I never am like okay the next 10 songs are all going to go together and be on one thing I just write songs as things happen to me and then kind of look back and see what I have and put it all together and so that song I didn't realize that would become like truly the thesis of my album it is the the song that I think encapsulates the the like 
scariest part about what we do when we fall in love, which is we take the risk every single time of giving our heart to someone, not knowing how the story ends. It's like, truly, it's like opening a book and wanting so badly to flip to the end to see like, does it turn out? But you can't do that. You can't do that. And we're working on that. But um, I, (laughs) yeah, I wrote that song when I was just at the beginning of something with, with a person and realized like, crap, this is the point of no return. Like once I fall for this person, it's either going to be the great love of my life or devastating heartbreak. And I, I think what I like about that song is you can listen to it depending on where you're at. That song Mm -hmm. can be like very almost depressing, like a bittersweet kind of feeling, or it can be so weirdly hopeful that like, yeah, that's, as humans, we just keep doing this. <laughs> well, yeah, the way, you no, know, I mean, I think that that's what's so great about the way it's written is that like, it has all of these, yeah, I didn't find it like depressing, even though I was in the middle of like the 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 end, like debris of a, mm-hmm. of a moment. Mm-hmm. I was also like really happily into like a new chapter of my life. So I yeah. found it like really beautiful and hopeful yeah, and exciting and also like, it's such an anthem. I don't know. I don't know if that's been a word that has been described for you for that song, but I'm like, this is like a, everyone's shouting this from the rooftops, especially women of like something we, I guess we need to all agree that this is a risk. I hadn't heard, I hadn't thought about it like that. That's so interesting. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I'm just so, I'm just fucking optimistic <laughs> every time Me too. that I don't even think about the fact that it might not work. That's not an option. For me, <laughs> I'm like, it's supposed beautiful. to work though. Right. I know. Of course. Yeah. That's yeah. how it's supposed to go. It's and a dishwasher. You it's supposed to work. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. You just blindly yeah. kind of, no, I love that. I think that's such, that's what makes humans so beautiful and idiotic all at once is that we're just <laughs> like, guess I'll try this again. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Here we are. Chapter one. Idiot. Yep. Oh. But we're we're beautiful idiots. I love us. (laughs) I I love us. The end. Close the show. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, gosh. All right. Um, Lastly, we're going to talk, now that we've talked all about is this heartbreak, which also like the cover. Can you tell me a story about that? Because it's like you and all these like gorgeous balloons and stuff. And I'm I'm always fascinated by the art direction behind, especially covers of albums, covers Mm -hmm. of books, like all that shit, especially because Mm -hmm. like, you know, we operate in like comedian spheres of like, what what were you thinking yeah. <laughs> when you totally. did that? Because that that's on you. Tell me. Yeah, no, I, I think you're right. And especially because I think we're we're writers and storytellers. So yeah, every part of this album is there's like a whole character behind it and a whole like backstory. And so I for each of my singles that I released before the album, I, I made a short film that went with it that kind yes. of was the backstory of, of each song. And so that um, photo comes from the My Party kind of set. So we filled my entire Brooklyn apartment with yeah. balloons and solo cups and like glitter and all this stuff. And just the image of someone being so sad amidst all of this like celebratory <laughs> <laughs> accoutrement because like that is a heartbreak, like throwing a party and then being sad is like such a funny uh, like arc to me of yes mm-hmm. exactly the the two paths that we could always take that um yeah and I just I, I liked it I thought visually it was really um cool but it was that is you can look at it but I love that even when you stream the album though the little clips of those like videos that you shot yeah. play which I was mm-hmm. just like oh that's so cool because there's like this one of you carrying this box with all the stuff falling out of it yeah oh yeah and I'm like box. The breakup box. I was like, oh, God. Um, and then this final one that I want to talk about uh, that we're going to play now is we call it the Goonie song because um, this one cracks me up every time. This was not from this is not from this album. This is from oh, which one is it? Stupid Things. Say that Stupid Things, which is from yeah. 2014. Yeah. You've been yeah. putting out stuff for a minute. It's been a while. Uh-huh. It's been mm-hmm. a while. Um, so now we're going to play that. If it snows and school is cast. Do not fret, you can come over to my house, watch Goonies at my house, cause I know you get lonely. 
the song uh, tell me tell me the whole story behind this guy because it cracks me up and i know it's not from the album we said we were going to talk about but i was like ah, i want to play this oh. anyways oh, um, tell me about the goonie song yeah i mean that, so the the album stupid things is much more about um like the weird in between of childhood and adulthood and there are a lot of like kind of childlike songs on that album and the story of this song is just a freaking snow day. Like, do you remember how amazing <laughs> snow days were? Oh wait, yeah. you're from the South. No, no, that's, but, that should tell you how incredibly special snow days were in the yeah. South because it oh, would be like once oh. every two years, oh. we would be like, what are we going to do? Who's coming over? Who's watching Goonies at my house? Truly exactly. Exactly. would be like, Hey, um, uh, are we going to Polly Jean Turrentine's house? Because I heard that her parents have a jacuzzi <laughs> and like, maybe we can all like sit together and we can have, we, we would sit together and then we would be like, who's going to bring the blankets. Like that was a conversation. Oh who's God. bringing the blankets as if it were fucking cold. I mean, it's like 40 <laughs> degrees. And we're like, oh, I mean, I'm just going to I want to wear my, like, hot, my UGA sweatshirt. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yes. So anyways, I That's... feel you because it was so, it was like, oh, it was like sucking the teat of Christmas. It was just, <laughs> it was its own thing. So tell me, tell me about the snow days. <laughs> it's going to take me a second to sort of process what you just said. The, the oh. sucking the teat of Christmas. <laughs> Sorry. That's so, no, that, that filled me with just a heartwarming feeling. Thank you. Um, yeah, the, the spirit of a snow day is like the most magical. I wish I could bottle that up, but exactly when you're, when you're young, a snow day represents like, this is a break from real life. Like anything could happen, which for me meant logging onto Instagram. I mean, not Instagram. I didn't aim, aim, instant messenger and being like, God, I hope my crush signs in when you hear that, like door creaking open that to this day is like, 
I get shivers. Um, and, and then, but then it's so funny because it's like, then what's your plan? It's like, obviously I'm going to invite Trey Smith over to watch a VHS tape and hopefully we'll sort of like scooch next to each other and maybe our arms will touch for a split second. And that's what sex is. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> it's still, Hey, can I just say this? It still is. It still is. Oh, at the end of the day, that's what sex is for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Boys, listening. Hello, listening, listening. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's just yeah. I, I I loved capturing that kind of like excitement of the possibilities of this like tiny little romance. But that I think that joy carries into our like now relationships because mm-hmm. those are the things that we cherish. We don't, we, it's not like the, did he take you to the opera this month? Did you have a table at Nobu? It's right. really not that it's like these tiny little like mm-hmm. moments of yeah. like romance and silly and excitement. And like, even this is so messed up, but like any natural disaster, <laughs> like this is awful. But like, literally it was like raining the other day, uh-huh. like, ra- like torrential downpour. And I got like worried, but then I was like, wouldn't it be fun if we all just stayed in? <gasps> that's <laughs> awful. I love that. No, that's Mother Nature being like, do something crazy. Order three pizzas. Try something new. Like, you're worth it. You're worth it. <laughs> well, yeah, it takes a natural it's time to indulge. For us to treat ourselves. That's so funny. Yes. Yeah. Disgusting. Mm. No, but that, that song brings me so much joy. And like, I was, I was so glad that after I had like binged and I'm still binging um, is this heartbreak. I was like, Oh, these are so sweet. Like mm-hmm. stupid things is really sweet. And like, mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. I'm not pressuring you to work on a new thing. I just mean <laughs> that like, I'm just saying that now we can all look forward to it now that yeah. we're like so engrossed in your work, which I'm Aww. excited about, but yes. Um, but I wanted to take you to this part of the show that we call short story, which I hear like an improv person. So you're going to be like good at this. Which oh is no, cool. I'm not. Oh no. Oh, I'm, you know, it's funny. I did UCB. Did you do all of UCB? Did you not do it? You I just stand up lady, like whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I did UCB because I thought I had to as part of like New York. Like paying like, your dues kind of like, yeah. Yeah. And I did all of it. And I don't think I was good or I liked it. No, I, I was like, oh, you know, no, you know, when you're like, I think I'm good at this. Like, okay, I know it wasn't that. And so like, <laughs> it's just, it makes me laugh. Cause I go, I have it like on my stuff that I did that, but I don't mm-hmm. think I, I don't think you could pay me to do a group scene anymore. Totally. Like, I don't I- think I I feel the same way. And I did improv in college, which mm. I had mm. so much fun at the rehearsals. Yeah. As soon as we were performing in the shows, I was like, no, no, all the best parts of this have gone out the window. I don't feel comfortable. I don't feel safe. I can't play. And that's probably my shit, but it's just that <laughs> I don't think it's for me. It's well, it's because I, I, what I found that I liked about it was that I was around people that liked dumb shit which is I didn't go to like college properly. So I was like, oh, this is what college must have felt like. Mm -hmm. I don't really like the thing. Yeah, it's like, I don't really love the thing we're doing, but I kind of like the people a whole lot. So it kind of became that. But this is is kind of derivative of something we did there. Uh, But basically it's called short story. And I give you a one word suggestion. And then you tell me a two minute story that can, I could say alligator Loki. And then you could be like, I'm going to tell a story. I've never seen a Marvel movie. You know what I'm saying? Like you could tell me a story about something else, but it's just to set you off. And then you give me a word after you go. So is that for you yeah I love it okay oh oh god okay um okay so uh Sarah yeah it's about to be your two minute story I'm gonna give you one word suggestion of disco ball and your time starts now oh okay okay yes oh okay yes so here it is is that my family went on spring break to a resort in Mexico one time one year all my friends would always go and it was like the cool thing to do. And I was like, please guys, please let me go. And they're like, sure, we'll, we'll go this year for spring break. And so I was with my friends and, um, one night they were like, yeah, we're going to the teen discotheque. And I was like, come again. I was going to read Matilda happily in my bed, but okay, I'll go with you guys. And they were like, yeah, Sarah, it's really fun. We like go grind with boys. And I was like, yeah, that sounds totally up my alley. And I love that. So cool. And I put on what I thought was like my sexiest outfit, which was just like 
totally like a mock turtleneck. It actually would look cute now, but at the time I was like Amish. Like I was so covered up and just, but I had this like long jean skirt. It was kind of orthodox vibes. Um, and we, limited to old Navy. Yeah. Clearance. Oh yeah. It was like Aero pastel. I'm pretty sure. Um, and we get to the discotheque, which I think had a disco ball, but it was also called a discotheque. So whatever the story stands. And, um, we're in there and I'm just like the shy girl who's bopping around. There's no alcohol or anything. It's like a teen club, which is so weird. And this guy comes up behind me, starts dancing with me. And my friends are like, and I'm like, mm-hmm, I love this, but it's terrifying to me. And this man, he's not even a man. He was a child. This is gross. He was grinding on me so hard <laughs> with such force, circular motion that uh-huh. he he basically turned my jean skirt all the way around (laughs) so that my skirt is on backwards now from the force of his crotch grinding on me. And I looked down, I'm like, "Ah!" (laughs) Like, I had to just like come up with the dance move. That was me like moving it back to the front. (laughs) That's two minutes. (laughs) And that's it. it. (laughs) I, it's when you don't have a belt on it. Yeah. It's not anchored in any way. skirt especially a denim skirt mm-hmm. let me was it to the knee it was oh it was probably past <laughs> you know the one that was dusted the floor <laughs> oh my god that one that? i had a khaki one it's worse yeah but oh, the one oh. i'm picturing you in is like that like mid mid knee mid calf mm-hmm. like mm. oh yeah i thought it was so sensual yeah i looked like um yeah, cowboy librarian. I don't know what I was going for. And it was a humiliating because my friends were like, what? No, no. No, <laughs> this stop. is bad. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Well, um, that makes sense. And I really love that story. Thank you for sharing it. Is it true? Is that a true story? It's 100% Sometimes, true. One time somebody was like, oh, no, no, that whole story was fake. And I'm like, you're a genius. <laughs> Get, hey, you know what? You should call. You should call somebody. You're a writer. <laughs> you should call. It's like, you're so good. Um, I love Penguin Books. You're a writer. <laughs> you're a writer. Do you know that you can, anybody can publish on Amazon? Did you know that? Oh, TikTok told me that. Yeah. Oh, KDP. That. Oh my God. Do you know how many TikToks I've watched? Anyways. Me too. We could, t- we could spend hours talking about TikTok. Do you, do you post them or do you oh, watch yeah. them? I do you it all. Them? Yeah. You're funny. I see. I, I'm not, I don't feel, I don't feel accepted yet to post scary. I posted two last year that were very dance sexy, but with a political purpose. Amazing. And then for sillies for the, for the views. And now I'm like, if I return, like, (laughs) like there's people waiting for my return or something. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, no, nobody's sitting there being like, she's not posted on 83. Right. Where is she? Yeah. Yeah. I did go bad viral on TikTok because I wasn't accepted. And I was like trying to make fun of this kind of trend. But I, you know how in New York, the like brand of comedy, especially among people our age is like ridiculous. Like it's, It's, um, it's not genuine really. Like I like being absurd in my comedy. And so I posted a video that was about me pooping in my underwear, which I assumed that they would not believe was true, but all of the tweens on TikTok were like, SMH, we can't believe you shared that. Like you're actually being way too vulnerable. This is disgusting. I can't believe you did that. (laughs) I bet it got like 500,000 views. And I was like, I'll take it. (laughs) You're like, yeah, okay. If poop is what's getting me on the young girl's radar. Yeah, I'll take it. Call me Olivia Rodrigo. Rodrigo, baby. Poopy in my underwear, Rodrigo. Fetch the bolt cutters sour. Sarah Dooley's shit (gasps) TikTok. (laughs) Holy Trinity. Shit talk. Oh my God. What a, what a dream. I love it. Oh my God. Um, all right. We've, we've reached that point. I, I cannot possibly top your denim skirt story. It's actually impossible physically, emotionally. (laughs) Elon Musk couldn't pay for me (laughs) to top it, but here we are going to (laughs) try. And yet we persevere. And yet we persevere. Women first. I think of a really good word. 
does everyone just look around and, and yes that's, yeah. that's what everyone does and then they end up saying something like like pineapple <laughs> and i'm like oh. where did you get that oh weird you're in your kitchen okay yeah. um no i have one i have one okay you ready your word is swan oh actually okay let's go um i when this will date me in high school uh we do this thing oh my god we're we're just telling a bunch of school stories and i'm kind of for it so we had this thing called like senior party and at senior party at school you would get out for like periods like five after lunch until like the end of the day and then you would come back to school like for this senior party and everybody at the senior party would dress up in a costume and there was like a whole yeah it had nothing to do with halloween it was like when we were graduating and they were like whoever comes to the to school with like the best costume for senior party like you win and like there were like these like also my bonus dad is a is a dj like for dances and like weddings and also like a radio disc jockey for like ever and so he was always asked to be the senior party dj well, I like, like my dad, like my dad is the DJ. And so I was just like, this is kind of like, I feel kind of lame, whatever. Cause it's just like weird. It's weird to see your dad at work. Right. That's just what it is. That's true. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, I'm going to, but like, whatever, I'm going to have like the coolest outfit. And that year was the year that black swan came out. Yes. And I was like, what if I hired an incredible, like, makeup artist and she which she was a friend of mine like locally but like I had I I got like a full black tutu I my back had like the little talon marks of like where she's starting to bleed and like it was kind of grotesque and then my arms were whatever but I feel like the good part of the story is like you can picture me and all of that stuff right my mom and I are on our way to the dance because mm-hmm. she's like, she's got to drive me. Right. Because I'm in a tutu <laughs> and she was like to my high school senior party where my bonus dad is already there setting up his DJ equipment. <laughs> and he, and my mom stops the car. She goes, Grace, get out of the car. And I was like, what? Okay. I've gone over two minutes. I don't care. It's my show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she, was like, she goes, Grace, get out of the car. And I was like, what? And she was like, there's a bunch of ice as if I'm supposed to correlate what she's saying. And she goes, there's a bunch of ice over there. And I was like, okay. Uh And she goes, get out of the car. We're going to go take pictures of you in it. And there was like, someone had dumped a crap ton of like, like ready ice for parties or whatever. Just like, don't I'm talking piles and piles of ready ice. (laughs) And she's like, go get in it. It's going to be amazing. As if she is like, I love that. Taking control of this fashion moment. Photo shoot, yeah. Photo shoot. Because my mom does this a lot. Like, she'll see a statue. She's like, photo shoot. And I'm like, all right. I love um, that. It's oh. super fun. It, te- it teaches me to say yes to everything. But literally, mm-hmm. I got out, and there's photos of me. And she's like, like, do this. Like, you're flocking like a bird. Like, you're, like, <laughs> jumping. <laughs> and I'm doing, like, these ballet moves as if it's, like, the most intense moment. Yeah, I'm going to have to share them now because it's just, yep, like. But my uh, my one of my best friends, uh, Tanner, was also with me. And she was like, what if I was the white swan? And I was like, okay, yeah, like, let's do that, too. And so it's just us in the ice. And, of course, <laughs> I was named, like, most most dedicated or most original costume. All of my high school accolades were always, like, a little bit of, like, a you care too much. <laughs> Like they were never like, she's super cool. It would always be like, she like gives too many fucks and we don't know what to do with it. Like trying really hard. (laughs) I hated that. Like Glee was a part of my high school story because everyone was like, oh, you're like the Leah Michelle. And I'm like, don't say that. Please don't say that. Right. But they were like, that's a, uh, a compliment because she's very talented, but you were like, I know what you, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah. 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 Ooh. Oh my god! So I just—that's amazing. You, I really have to see those. I'm sorry, you said Swan, and I—I don't think that I've ever shared that. That's really but... good. That's so good. Oh, you. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. It's intense. It's really intense. But you know what? <laughs> Holds up. Holds up. <laughs> People remember Black Swan. Thank I remember you. thinking I saw it. Did you see it I when it happened it recently? No. <laughs> I don't know where I, I was. What theaters recently. With my I rented it. Oh, oh, you actually did. Yeah, like an idiot. That must have been fun. <laughs> I thought I was an absolute star comedian. I feel like I heard this on SNL and I repeated it, but I thought it was my joke. And I was like, "She made a meal out of her kunis." 
And then <laughs> my mom was like, you've got to stop. <laughs> but I, I, like I will. Free Twitter. That was like, you're a fucking genius. Come I'm on. I'm like, I'm a star. Hello. Jesus. <laughs> you watched it recently? Yeah. Like within the last few years. I was like, what's this about? <laughs> I do that a lot. I feel like I, I like giving things way too much time past their prime and then being like, yeah. Have you guys seen Black Swan? <laughs> yeah. Like 2020, but okay. Yeah. I have a fear of that now because because we live in such like a digital, like everything's yeah. being spoiled all the time. Oh, I so know. I feel like addicted to watching things as they uh, come out because I'm like, what are they going to do? Yeah. What What's a good life hack for that is to have a really bad memory. Oh. <laughs> I'm reading spoilers every day and then they go, whoop. <laughs> And I'll watch something right like for fresh, uh, just like a from an infant's point of view. I'm like, truly, I was like, what is Black Swan? I don't know anything about it. <laughs> That's great, though. Yeah, it's nice. Then you come so fresh. But yeah. I feel like that would be such a good, like, comedy show of yours or something. If you're like, hey, you guys heard of this? <laughs> <laughs> you literally are like, jokes from Game of Thrones? Yeah. Okay, um, there's a wedding. You will not believe what happens. You know that what's would so be funny? So good. I did do a series on Instagram where I had never seen Game of Thrones, but I watched the whole last season with no context. And then I did little recaps. And it really was that. It was like, um, it was like Ed, um, Jon Snowden is one of my favorite characters. He's loved, he's a whitewasher. And like, I just didn't know anything about it. And I did the whole, I watched the whole season. Did you like it? No. No. I didn't know what the fuck was going on. <laughs> I just know at the end, the guy, the little boy with a strange neck got the throne. <laughs> That's as much as I know, too. Yeah. Is he the one was... in the wheelchair? No. Yeah. It was? Oh, cool. Yeah. He just chose to not emote so much. Here. Yeah. It's hmm. all up there. Hmm. Well, I'm glad you watched it because I sure won't. And on that note... <laughs> um sarah this is really nice to have you on this whole thing and and now i hope that everyone listens to the rest of that album it's so beautiful it's gotten me through so much and i can't wait to hear you do more of it and or more of your new stuff i don't really care it's all great even if you stopped (laughs) you could stop right now change careers and i'd be like this was really great (laughs) i'm an accountant now but i gave you that you know that you know that on tiktok if you're an accountant you know what that means no Oh, that like you sell you sell your photos, like your nudes when you what when you say oh I'm an accountant oh <gasps> that's like a TikTok hack of saying like you do that's other things. That's a euphemism for oh my god I'm so, so glad you told me that. If you want to be an accountant or an accountant, you cannot <laughs> you can do either. Uh, either way, I'm counting my money. You know oh. what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And I do, and I do. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Tell Me on a Sunday podcast. This has been a That's Gouda Media production. I want to give a special shout out to my Patreon subscribers. That's Triple Threats and Beyond. Daniel, Joe, Abigail, Matt, Caitlin, Carson and Marissa, Joe F., Priscilla, Rick and Margaret, Molly and Norman, Mackie, Violet, and Michael. Merch is going to be released through my Etsy shop. If you don't already follow that, that's at Grace Aki Made It on Instagram. But also you can find it on Etsy, Grace Aki Made It. Uh, lots of podcast related merch I guess and by lots I mean probably one or two to start and uh, all of my other artwork is available on there too I mean as artists we do a million things we're multi-hyphenates you can still listen to me weekly on Broadway radio that's usually Tuesdays through Thursdays you can get your Broadway news every single day presented by me Matt Ashley sometimes James Reno. It's really good. Highly recommend that you listen to it. Uh, Thank you guys again for joining me on this journey of storytelling. I hope to see you next week. Otherwise, stay safe. Love you. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now 
and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.